And he goes, oh, no, you're not a rebound. I've already hooked up with a bunch of random girls. I got it all out of my system. And I said, no, (laughs) I'm still a rebound. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Just the Tip podcast. My name is Jesse, and we are back here with our special guest, Kayla. Kayla and I actually met in one of the most interesting ways. It's it's the best way to make a friend, honestly. That's Kayla. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so before we dive into this episode all about breakups, we're going to cover the unique way that Kayla and I met <laughs> and became friends. So as you might have known, if you have read the Cheese Man post on my blog or from listening to the last episode, there was a guy who I went on like two and a half dates with in March of this year who became way too obsessed way too quickly. I wasn't feeling it. I broke up with him via some combination of text, Snapchat, and a phone call. It's all a blur, really. He was very clingy. He made me meet up with him to get closure after three dates, which is crazy. So I wrote all about it. And then about a week later, I got feedback in my blog's feedback section from Kayla. And she said, hey, Jesse, I know this is crazy, but this is Cheese Man's ex. He, for some reason, decided to show me your blog post, even though that's crazy because I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To be fair to him, at the time, I was trying not to be the crazy ex-girlfriend. And I was like, oh, we can totally be friends, which I will cover later as we talk. And so he, for whatever reason, decided to show me this blog post. I don't even know why he brought it up, to be honest, but I'm so (laughs) glad he did. I'm so glad he did. So I get this message and she ends it with, I know he was super lame to you, but he really broke my heart and I'm really drunk right now. And I just wanted to let you know that it made my day. So I would love to take you out for a drink. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. I would love to go out and get a drink with you. This is awesome. But she had left no contact information. (laughs) I was really drunk and I didn't know if he wanted to actually see me. So (laughs) I always want to see people. I love when people message me. So I had blocked Cheese Van on Facebook and every form of social media at this point. So I had to text my best friends and ask them to stalk him on Facebook to find your name. I ended up... (laughs) adding you on Facebook, messaging you. And then we met up at Mission and we got drinks. It was great. And now we're friends. We are friends. Yay. <laughs> I like making new friends. <laughs> and we, I feel like we both enable each other to make incredibly poor decisions. <laughs> it's great. It's really kind of funny too, because I, I see myself as a very like responsible and level-headed person. And I feel like you bring out the best in me as in <laughs> I don't do that. But I'm also an enabler. So I don't know. We make a great team. At our first drinks meeting, we both blocked out. <laughs> I don't think I was very close. I've never actually blacked out before, but I was really, really close. Yeah. We ordered like a pitcher. We split a pitcher of margaritas after each having one margarita. And yeah. then we each had a beer and there were shots involved that some random old guys bought for us. 
Mm-hmm. And then we texted all of my hinge matches. We texted them, you up. We did. <laughs> we did. One of them came out to meet us. I ended up at his house. I woke up in a strange bed. I was like, Kayla, where the fuck am I? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I I made it home without closing out my tab. Um, <laughs> I always closed out my tab. <laughs> yeah, I got home and I was like, dang it, I forgot. I realized once I got home, I was like, oh, I forgot that crucial step. Woke up the next morning and was like, well, I have to go back to mission and close out the tab. The, um, the greatest walk of shame of all. Is yeah, the walk of shame. <laughs> Which I actually had a date that night. And so I had to go back before the date to close out my tab. And the date went well, but I, it was that was quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then the second time we hung out was this past weekend. I was supposed to be recording all day. And then I accidentally with you. Yeah. And I accidentally got drunk at lunch. Because, you know, it happens. So I texted my best friend, Riley, to see what he was doing. And he said, we're drinking 40s of rosé outside. You should join us. So I texted Kayla. It's like, change of plans. We ended up at number nine, which is a gay bar here in D.C. I danced with a gay guy. And he told me that if he was straight, he would marry me, which was very sweet. And then we were at Brixton. And we drank rosé. It was great. I, I have told everyone about that frosé. It's so good. Yeah. This post is not sponsored by Brixton, but I wish it was. And then we went to Archipelago. And <laughs> I have a Snapchat story, or I had a Snapchat story. that. So Archipelago was introduced to me by a guy that I used to date, Jack Number 7. We have no bad blood. He's a really nice guy, and we just ended because the timing was really bad for both of us with traveling. But my Snapchat story was a picture of me at Archipelago holding a tiki drink with a caption at Jack's favorite bar because he doesn't fucking own it. <laughs> Why was I so angry? You, yeah, by that point, you were, I was like, I don't know who Jack was. Which is, <laughs> but man, like whatever Jack did, man, he didn't he did nothing. Jack, if you're listening to this. Hey, I'm sorry I blocked you on every form of social media after you asked if we could be friends. And I said yes. <laughs> the, you obviously didn't see my snap story, but you're hearing about it now. So I'm sorry that my blackout self was so angry at you. There was, yeah. I think we were just so, we were more hangry. Because I just remember I was so oh hungry. God, we were starving. That, yeah, by that point, we were like, we have to find food. Yeah. Um, and All so, we've eaten is like a full bag of Scandinavian swimmers <laughs> yes. from Trader Joe's. And I was like, I have to find food. Oh, my God. And so then you were like, this place us food i was like please I, but did i know that it had food no, no. did i just want a, a tiki mug and to post an angry snapchat story about jack yes well i'm glad i trusted you on that because they had they had pretty good food i was really i was like are you sure they have food jesse and you were like yes they, they it do. was pretty good thank you archipelago for saving our lives with your mini takeout containers of fried rice yeah. and then i proceeded to go burn everything to the ground with the guy i've been hooking up with <laughs> for literally three years that, um, I see. I went home and slept. I was so tired, and I went and snuggled up in bed and Snapchatted the guy that I've been seeing goodnight, and then slept, and it was great. I also slept. <laughs> but other things happened in the interim. So basically, I've been hooking up with the guy for like three years, once every six months, no, with no frequency whatsoever. But I had been texting him throughout the day, and I guess I just decided I'm going to go hang out with him. So I called an Uber, not even to his house because I didn't know his address, but to a bar near his house. Okay. So that I would be in the vicinity. I texted him. I was like, hey, I'm coming over. This is the bar I called my Uber to. He was like, what? And I was like, yep, get ready. (laughs) 
So I show up at his house aggressively drunk. He's like, okay, hi, how are you? And I was like, let's get wine. And he's like, all right, there's a CVS here. And I said, no, I want to watch Queer Eye. So he takes me up to his apartment, <laughs> Great puts choice. on Queer Eye. I know. Uh, everyone just needs more Jonathan Vaness in their life. He puts on Queer Eye for me. I like cuddle up on the couch. He goes downstairs to CVS to get a bottle of wine. He brings it back up, pours us both a glass. I take a sip and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like blackout napping on this guy's couch for two hours. Apparently, he finished the rest of the bottle of wine. He wakes me up two hours later. He's like, Jesse, you've been asleep. And I was like, oh, I have been. And then we started hooking up. Great pickup line. Hey, mm-hmm. you've been asleep on my couch. Mm-hmm. Let's have sex. And then part of the way through, runs to the bathroom and just starts puking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he's doing this like thing where he's cooking a dish from a different country every week for Instagram, which I kind of hate. So... He's puking. I guess the food didn't sit with him right. And I call an Uber and I go home. <laughs> I didn't want to be there anymore. I was yeah, done. that's a fair. That's like, okay, this is time to go. <laughs> and the next day, he looked at my Instagram story and he said, hey, the girl in your Instagram story is really cute. Can I get her number? And I said, no. And he said, well, when are you going to introduce us? And I said, Never. <laughs> And then I tweeted about it. I was like, oh, my God, spend the night with this guy. He asked for my friend's number, met our garbage. And then he texts me. He's like, I saw your tweet. Wow, way to leave out the whole part where you showed up aggressively drunk at my house and fell asleep on my couch and made me get you wine and made me be hungover because you fell asleep and then I had to drink the rest of the wine because it was open. I was like, okay, no one made you drink the rest of the bottle of wine, bro. And then he blocked me. And so three years just come to an end yeah it all started with some 40s of rosé <laughs> yeah I also <laughs> I also like how like strange enough too this is all slightly because of cheese man because technically I was the girl in that Instagram story and we met because of cheese man so that's also his fault yeah I'm just finding things to blame on him that's fine oh I blame everything on him <laughs> that's <laughs> it'll great like, it'll be like raining and I'll like want to go to a bar I'm like god damn it cheese man <laughs> yeah no, I'm I'm not bitter or anything. I'm not Kayla's crazy. a cool ex. I'm such a cool I that's part of my advice is of getting over is not to not be the cool ex. Like, yeah, if that makes any sense. I'll go into that more later. Yeah, so let's move into this. So Kayla, do you want to give a little bit of background on your relationship? Yeah, I will. So first off, I think it's important to kind of say that I am not well-versed in the world of dating. I have been in a total now of maybe three and a half relationships in my life. I find dating very existentially dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hear that, everyone who listens to this podcast. (laughs) Dating sucks. Avoid it if you can. I was talking with a coworker about that the other day. I was like, do you just feel sad when you go on dates? And she was like... Yeah, I do. And I was like, great. Awesome. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I really, this this guy that I'm seeing now, we both bonded because we were like, I didn't feel sad when I went on a date with you. And he was like, I felt the same way. I was like, great. <laughs> but anyway, 
So I met Cheese Man back in high school, actually, and we were high school sweethearts. So we dated for six years through college and through the end of high school and through lots of good times and bad times, and we did a lot together. And so we ended up, after graduating college, we moved to the city together. And then after he started his grad program, he broke up with me. And that's really all that I'm going to go into because I want to talk more about getting over it rather than sitting here and being like, that asshole, he did all this stuff to me. So that's pretty much the background. And for a while, I thought it was going to be one of those things where like, oh, we'll be friends. And no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on this podcast. (laughs) And they were living together. Yeah, we were living together. Here in DC. Yeah. Much the dismay of my like super Catholic parents. So they got that to like rub into my face. Oh god. Yeah. It was not fun. (laughs) Yay, life. Life, yeah. (laughs) That's why I was like, awesome. But anyway, I want to say to anyone if you're listening to this because you did what I did when you got dumped and you went to the podcast section of iTunes and you just searched relationships and getting dumped. And this, for whatever reason, is the top thing that pops up. Um, because it's the best podcast on iTunes, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> friends. Exactly. Know that it gets better. Because there was a lot of times where I just kind of sat there and I was like, life sucks and nothing's going to get better. And I hate everything. <laughs> oh, I feel so sad. <laughs> Don't feel sad, everyone. It really does. I honestly, like, it truly does get better. And you get to learn a lot about yourself and you get to learn a lot about your friends and you get to learn that there's love in a lot of different places and it's really great yay yeah (laughs) well with that being said we will go ahead and get into our advice for the episode so my background I've been in some more serious relationships but none longer than like a year and a half Mm -hmm. so my relationship advice for breakups is not less valuable but less impactful because I've never been in a relationship where I felt like that person was like my other half I think it's still very impactful. Okay. I don't, I think that, I think that relationships, it doesn't matter how long you're in it for. I think it's, bonds between people are different. It doesn't matter how long. It matters, I don't know, connection. (laughs) How heartless you are. (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so glad we met. I have no emotions. (laughs) All right, so... Kayla has brought her lovely little iPad. Also, let it be known that I look fucking disgusting. This is why I'm on podcasts and not on TV, because I am so sweaty. To be fair, I'm covered in mosquito bites from and paint, actually, from when we went out for our rosé. Oh yeah. my god, you poor child. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's fair. Um, so, rate, review, subscribe, and send me bug spray to give to her. The struggle. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So what is your first tip on this handy dandy iPad? Yeah. My first tip is to take care of you. I am a natural giver and I want to take care of everyone else except for me. And that included my ex. And so I wanted to, I kind of alluded to this idea that I wanted to be the cool ex and I wanted to try to be this classy person who, you know, and I still want to be a classy person, but I wanted to, you know, make the world think that I was, you know, still giving to him because I was just so great. But 
in the process, I was giving away parts of myself. So taking care of myself was the best thing I could do. I also want to give this take this moment to give a shout out to the lady at my insurance company who on that first day when I was crying into the phone calling to see where I could go to therapy in town. Get yourself into therapy if you feel like you need to, if it's a long-term relationship, even if it's a short-term relationship. Asking for help is really important and it might seem scary at first, but it really is beneficial. Whether or not you're asking for help in a medical way, if you're just asking for help from friends, like just take care of yourself. And that's the most important thing. Awesome. That's super important. This is absolutely licensed to Venmo request your ex for a thousand dollars and <laughs> use it on seven spotties. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry, what? Have you, have you not done that before? <laughs> I, I did Venmo request my ex for postage um, for because I had to send something and he did pay to his credit. So shout out <laughs> to that. You so. got cheese, man. You did one thing right. <laughs> Only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so would this also include self-care, you think, like face masking every day? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, love face masking. I love taking bubble baths. But self-care is also extends to doing things like mindfulness, which is something that I love to do. Yoga is so great. <laughs> also, finding hobbies that you like to do by yourself. Anything that kind of just has you thinking, taking time to focus on you. Not focusing on anyone else, but focusing on your own being. It's so great taking time to date yourself because for a very long time, you're focusing on another person and making another person happy, but you have to focus on making yourself happy too. Yoga and exercise are always great to get that revenge body. Yeah. In case you don't block your ex or if you have a public profile and he can see it from other people's, <laughs> but he's just like, oh my God, she blocked me. How am I going to see how hot she looks? Jeremy, can I borrow your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be like, oh fuck, I, I really messed up. And then you can be like, hell yeah, you did. But I also love, I'm a singer. Uh, yeah. So I love just grabbing my ukulele or my guitar and singing my heart out and being like, fuck you, roommates. You're going <laughs> to deal with me right now because this is all I need. So number one, taking time for yourself and self-care, no matter how much it costs. Remember, you can always Venmo your ex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee that he is going to fulfill the request, but as the old saying goes... You'll never know until you try. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Tip number two, do fun things with yourself and with others. Doing things alone might seem very scary. I know at first a lot of people were telling me like, it's so scary to go eat alone. And it really is, um, especially when you've been in a long-term relationship and you're kind of like have that person that you know that you can turn to to say like, hey, let's go to this bar. Let's go eat. But find a good group of friends and rekindle those friendships and find things to do. Go travel. I went to travel and visit friends all across the country, actually, which I'm very blessed that I had the time and the money and the <laughs> time off to go be able to do that. Um, not everyone does, but there's a lot of great places around your city or wherever you are, especially in the D.C. area. Find comfort and find that love with other people, but then also find it again with yourself. It flows in number one and number two together yeah that's a great way to like go out and meet people too oh yeah if, if it's too like it's absolutely terrifying after you've been in a relationship to get back on dating apps you'll go through like two profiles of like why are all these people garbage <laughs> <laughs> which is how i honestly feel every time i open hinge but 
But it's yeah. a good way, like, if you see a cute guy in, like, Trader Joe's, you can be like, oh, hey, those apples look very ripe. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Where did you get them? Do you like that the... really points at apple section. <laughs> Do you like gummy penguins, too? <laughs> yes. What are your thoughts on Scandinavian swimmers versus Swedish fish? <laughs> I, I'm a huge proponent of sitting alone at bars. The first time I got eyelash extensions, I was so mad because I looked phenomenal and <laughs> I had no plans. And I was texting all of my friends like, hey, you want to go to dinner? And they were just like, oh, no, sorry, I'm busy. Oh, sorry, I can't go out. I don't like you. And I was just like, god damn. So I just found a bar, Magnolia and DuPont. So I just like straight up walked into Magnolia. I sat at the bar. It's a newer bar. So I got the bartender's attention and I said, hello, I have never been here before. What should I drink? And he's like, honestly, my favorite drink's off the menu. It's a strawberry mojito with a little kick. And I was like, done. Before you know it, I'm taking shots of the bartenders and making friends with them. So as long as you are smiling, are open with them, then you're going to make friends. And it's great to know the bartenders at restaurants. In case oh, you're yeah. on a date there, they can save you. You'll get some free drinks out of it. It's just phenomenal. So I cannot recommend going out to eat and drink by yourself enough. It's so scary at first, but like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to like ignore you. No, they need your money. Oh, exactly. <laughs> They're working for a tip. <laughs> so something that I haven't done yet, but it's definitely on my list. When I first got dumped, I was like, what's the like saddest thing that I can do? And I decided that teaching myself needlepoint was that because um, <laughs> I was like, what's sadder than like sitting around and doing needlepoint? And which is also a lot of fun. I love doing needlepoint. And I was like, I'm going to go to bars and sit at the bar, drink and do needlepoint. And for because for whatever reason, that image in my head, which is so funny. So if you see like a random girl doing needlepoint in bars around DC, just come up and say, hey, it's probably me. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. It's super weird. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're acknowledging that it's weird. So it's like cool now. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're like an art major. You just do weird shit. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do weird shit, and I'm a finance major. I, like, calculate people's value <laughs> at bars. I'm like, what's your what's your salary? What's your life expectancy based on your current alcohol and drug use habits? Oh, great. Um, you're not going to make enough money in your lifetime to marry me. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Disclaimer, I've never actually done that. <laughs> I was always very bad at future value. <laughs> I was too when I was in business <laughs> I was really bad at that. Okay, what's tip number three? Number three is um, go no contact. I know this one's probably near and dear to your heart because you oh. had a recent... Hell yeah. This actually, I'm stealing from another powered podcast called Multi-Amory, which is a great relationship podcast. It's a very interesting one. They said to do a 10-day no contact, no nothing with an ex. And then if you like cheated, you had to continue to do 10 days. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I tried it. And then I realized after that 10 day was over, I had zero desire to like keep looking at my ex and keep looking at their social media. Because we were living together, I couldn't quite block because we were having to like do some logistics things at first. But it was very empowering to on the iPhone, you have the ability to turn on, I guess it's like do not disturb for specific contacts. So it won't let you know when they call, but it'll still like give you a notification, but later. So I have that on for my ex, which was nice. And then on Snapchat, I actually do have them blocked because of their new update where it like shows you stories at the very top of everything. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. 
And Facebook's new feature where when you say that you're no longer in a relationship, it says like, it looks like you're no longer in a relationship with this person. Would you like to take a break? And then it like allows you to like put them on like the lowest amount of visibility, which is great feature Facebook. You've done a lot of shitty things this year, Facebook. But, <laughs> but that, that one, one feature. Right. <laughs> that one feature. <laughs> great job. Oh my gosh, I am the hugest proponent and I wasn't even before. The ex I dated in spring summer of 2016 we went straight from dating a ton to the friend zone we transitioned super easily into being friends and yes we did hook up again but he had a girlfriend after that and it was just super easy so I thought that I could do the same thing with the next guy I dated but our relationship was so much more intense like we we fell so quickly he told me he loved me within like a month and a half or two months And then a series of bad things happened where I ended up just going cold turkey with him. We reconnected a couple of months later after we had a ton of mutual friends from that period because he had met all my coworkers and everything. So after we reconnected, I would still hang out with him and he started dating someone else. But I had this pipe dream that he didn't care about her that much and he would come back to me. Mm -hmm. And one night we ended up in my room. We were in my bed about to hook up and he started crying and he was like i love my girlfriend i can't do this and that was so a like so fucking shitty that Mm -hmm. was so mean but he still didn't block me like we still we didn't talk often but we hung out with our mutual friends after that we still were in like a snapchat group and an instagram dm group together and one day he blocked me i think i overstepped my boundaries a little bit (laughs) and it was It was everything. He blocked me on Instagram that day and then Snapchat a couple days later and then on Facebook a couple days later. And I don't even know if he ever blocked my number. Once I wasn't seeing his Snapchat stories and his Instagram stories and his Instagram pictures and his Facebook posts, I I didn't care anymore. It was just like since the memory was gone, his presence was gone. Exactly. And recently he reached out to one of our mutual friends and said, do you think Jesse's had enough time? Do you think I can unblock her? Like I kind of miss talking to her. And my friend was like, fuck no, Mm -hmm. you can't just like go back in there. Like that's going to re-trigger all those feelings. But once you cut them out, you don't feel anything anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it's so hard to do because everyone wants to be like, oh, but he's going to see like how great I look. Like he's going to see how well I'm doing, how much fun I'm having. But that means you still care. And the whole goal of this breakup is to not care, to care about yourself and your relationships and all the great things that you're doing and not care about what some shitty ex who probably was a bad person to you is thinking about what you're doing now. Yeah. And I think you also have to think about that love is like addiction it's I mean it's been proven it's the same parts of your brain light up on love as it does when you're doing drugs and so it's very hard to quit and when you look on social media those same parts of your brain light up it's really interesting yeah it's so interesting so I'm the hugest proponent of blocking I had two of my best friends go through breakups in not the same week but it kind of felt like it because one was super drawn out And they were both still in contact with their exes. One was still thought that she would get back together with him. The other, they worked together. So they thought they should make it work so that it wouldn't be awkward in the office. And both of them ended up blocking their exes within the same week. They just said, hey, I appreciate that you've tried to stay in contact and that we've tried to be civil with each other. But honestly, looking at your social media only hurts me. 
And I think that it'll be easier for me to move on if I'm not seeing it. So I am going to block you on everything. If you really need me or if it's an emergency, you have my email address. Mm -hmm. But that's the only way you can contact me. And of course, the guys were like, oh, my God, no. Why? Like, you don't have to do that. I I'll step back. I promise. And just like, no, it's not stepping back. It's everything that you do. I'm not going to ask you to stop posting something ever. I'm just getting it out of my face. And after my two friends did this in the same week, they both were able to start going on dates again and like really get over it. And it was just amazing to see that because one of those relationships was two years and she was just kind of done. Like she cried for two straight days and then it was gone. Yeah. And that I think is such a healthy way of dealing with that too. And I think it's a, it shows a lot of maturity on your friend's parts to be able to say, you know, I'm taking care of myself. If it truly is an emergency, here's this line of contact, but that's it. I think that's wonderful. Shout out to them. Hell yeah. (laughs) My friends are badasses. Awesome. Great job. (laughs) And that actually goes great into the next tip, which is to get back out there. I alluded to at the very beginning that I don't like dating. Um, (laughs) That's weird. I love dating. (laughs) I wish I did. Um, But I very slowly got myself back out there. I even just started by downloading dating apps and just swiping. And even if nothing happened, just looking slowly started. And then I actually started talking to people. And then I started going on dates. And then I started going on second dates. And then I actually met somebody that I kind of sort of like. (laughs) And we've been talking a lot now. And at first it was scary and I, you know, it was a whole new experience for me. It was really funny because I did go to therapy at first. And when I first like walked in, the therapist was like, oh, you were in a six year relationship. You missed all the developmental markers for dating because you were in a high school relationship. I was like, awesome. That's so crazy for your therapist to yeah. tell you like, right <laughs> off like, the bat. I was like, like, thanks. I'm so glad. Hi, my name's Lydia. I'm going to begin by tearing you apart. <laughs> he was like, it was more like, just to warn you, we're going to work through this, but it's going to be hard. And I was like, awesome. I'm so great. So just think you're probably not as messed up as I am. Um, <laughs> there's always that there's always that if Brittany Um, can get through 2008 you can get through your breakup exactly but just doing it and just going like forcing yourself to get back out there I ended up having a lot of fun with a lot of guys um or with a few guys um (laughs) (laughs) plus or minus I don't know (laughs) it was you know now I'm at a point where I can confidently say like I'm talking to someone semi-seriously. I'm not not single, but I'm not single. I don't know how to describe it, but it's great. Yeah. And that that was so crazy. So on me and Cheese Man's third date, he told me that he had just gotten out of this six and a half year relationship. And I was like, oh, (laughs) did you? Because this is moving really fast. Like our third date was an all day affair from Hawthorne watching a basketball game to brunch with my friends back to Hawthorne to watch another basketball game to he had planned to go ice skating and to a comedy show and to a nice dinner. And I kind of tore all that apart. I was like, I'd rather not. I'm kind of drunk. Let's just go to Shake Shack and go home because I'm the best. (laughs) And I respect that. But then after he told me this, I said, oh, so you're not looking for anything then, I guess, if you just got out of the six and a half year relationship. And he goes, oh, no, you're not a rebound. I've already hooked up with a bunch of random girls. I got it all out of my system. And I said, no, (laughs) I'm still a rebound. That's you don't get over a six and a half year relationship in a month just by hooking up with a bunch of random girls. 
So if you're going to be open with someone, tell them you just got out of a relationship. Do not lay it all on the line. Do not be like, unless you're still living together, do not say, we were living together. This happened. This happened. But I'm over it. I'm good. Because then if you're over a six and a half year relationship in a month, I'm going to think you're crazy. Yeah. I'm going to think you're an actual psychopath who has no emotions. And B, don't tell me you just hooked up with a bunch of random girls. Now I'm just like, do I really want to sleep with you? Like, do I need to make sure you get tested first? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a crazy thing to say to someone. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was very, like, I warned people, partially because I felt like I was unstable. (laughs) Because I felt like I was, like, still for a while. I was like, hey, just, like, FYI, I'm going through some stuff. And most people were like, okay, that's fine. What are they going to say? Like, yeah, that's true. Like, oh, that's a deal breaker for me. I don't like people who have been in relationships before. before. Yeah. I, I guess it wasn't like, I, I didn't say like, oh no, you are a yeah. rebound. Uh, right. They're going to be like, hot girl, emotionally vulnerable, no go. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, bring it on, bitch. Yeah. Right now though, I feel like I'm in a good emotional spot. So Good. Yeah. And you seem like it. My friends, when I told them that Kayla reached out to me, they're like, she's going to murder you. Go somewhere very public. And I said, I don't think she's going to murder me. guys." <laughs> and lo and behold, we're both still alive and we are friends. Exactly. I was very concerned that you were going to think that I was going to murder you. <laughs> Glad um, we're all on the same page. <laughs> like, that was like the concern. And I was like, how do I make this so like she knows like I'm not going to murder you. <laughs> So yeah, date other people, even if you don't like dating like me. Um. <laughs> Start out like small, though. Yeah, definitely. You go don't... on like a date, and if it sucks, just don't go on another date for a while. You don't yeah. have to like force yourself to go on multiple dates a week. Yeah. That's so overwhelming, especially when you're like emotionally not ready for it. It's even emotionally overwhelming for me, and I haven't been in a relationship in like <laughs> an embarrassing amount of time. <laughs> Honestly, I want to get take this moment to give a shout out to the first guy that I went on a date with because he was my first date, I realized, in six years. And he was so nice. He listened and he was very like kind. And honestly, it felt more like friends just catching up. But he was a really good guy. So like shout out to you for like putting up with that because there was a lot behind that. Shout out to the good guys. Some of you aren't trash. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? <laughs> um, the next one's a small tip, but it really helped me. Um, make a breakup playlist. Everyone kept telling me to do this, and it took me a little bit of time to do it. Um, but once I did, I was so happy I did, and I played that on repeat for a very long time. It was like a 50-song playlist that I listened to on repeat for like two months. It was great. Should we post the links to our breakup playlist in yeah. the show notes? Yeah, I definitely will. Okay, check the show notes for the links to our respective breakup playlists, because that's got to be some fire content. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff there. Recently, since I haven't gone out with anyone that I've liked in a really long time, I'm just Spotify searching playlists for like, alone. (laughs) (laughs) I found some really good ones. (laughs) This is totally off topic, but it's been really bothering me for a while now. R. Kelly is like a sex offender. Yes. And a cult leader. Yes. But I really love Ignition Remix. I think that's how a lot of people feel. And it's... I would love to hear what you guys think (laughs) about this, especially if you come to my trivia. If I play Run It by Chris Brown or Ignition Remix, will you rage against me? Please (laughs) text me or DM me or (laughs) comment and let me know. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Anyway, back on track. (laughs) 
<laughs> breakout playlist. So we're we've posted ours in the show notes, so you can check those out under the podcast. Anything else along that vein? That's pretty much my my advice. But I will say this because I've been I've told all my friends this because I've been unusually happy recently. As many people are terrible out there in the world, there's a lot of really good people too, and I've been able to meet a lot of people both friends both romantic interests and there's a lot of really cool people out there and I'm really thankful for Jesse for being awesome I'm thankful for all my friends who were there to support me and to lift me up when I was at my lowest and I'm thankful for all the new people that I've met this has taught me a lot and I think it was a learning experience for sure yeah and I think it's so hard to strike that balance as a friend when your friend breaks up with someone. I feel like the first thing that people go to is, oh, he was always terrible to you anyway. Yeah, pretty or, much. Oh, I didn't like him. He did all these stupid things. And that's that can help in some circumstances. But what I want to hear is, you're amazing. We're going to get through this. Let's take your mind off it. Let's go yeah. get ice cream. Let's go get a manicure. Yeah. And so if you're on the other end where your friend is going through a breakup, don't bring it up. Yeah. They'll bring it up when they're ready. But you don't have to harp on these things over and over. Like that's what you personally are thinking every second of the day. And it's so nice to have those times when you go out and you have a really fun night and then you get home and you're like, wow, I didn't think about him the whole time. That was always my exciting thing when I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about it this whole day. And then that whole day turned into this whole week. And then this whole week turned into this whole month. And like, honestly, (laughs) and then his package gets delivered to your house and you're like, fuck you. (laughs) Honestly, even it got delivered and I was like, I really don't care. I'm just going to vent my request. This is my 725. (laughs) Yeah. When he made me meet up for that closure meeting, I said, do you really need closure after two and a half dates? And he said, yes. And I left my sunglasses at your house. These are $5 fucking like cheap ass fake Ray-Bans that must have been bought at one of those like not even a store, one of those vendor carts in the middle of the mall. I was floored. I was like, you'd need these back. I've stolen so much shit from guys over the years and you want these back? (laughs) And he said yes. And then he showed up to my trivia because he can't escape people these days and made me give them back. But it was the most pathetic thing in the world. I wish you could have seen it, Kayla. I was holding a drink. He offered to buy me one. and I said, I get free drinks here. And so he bought himself a drink and he's just standing there pleading. I have my arms crossed. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. My trivia co-host and her boyfriend and all the bartenders are standing in a corner like eating popcorn (laughs) watching intently he's like you don't feel anything i was like no why are you in my face i got places to be can you give it another chance no (laughs) are you insane and then he is because he was a dick to you Well, thank you. And this is like the first time I've been treated well before. I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) It's wild. I usually panic and ruin things. (laughs) That's like my default response to being treated well. (laughs) All right. Well, with that said, thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on here today. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. I know. I love it. And so this is actually being recorded before the first episode with my friend Tony is being released. So we don't have any reader questions, but if you have any questions or any situations that you'd like advice on, please, please send them in. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tinder District 
or you can shoot them to tinderdistrict at gmail.com. All right, guys, have a phenomenal week. I hope you can stave off the Sunday scaries, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Just be my baby.